0: This is The Real Estate Foundation, your show for massive action with proven results. Raise your life and your legacy with real estate.
1: Are you ready to take your multifamily game to the next level? Well, you need to join us October 12th, Saturday, October 12th, for our one-day multifamily foundation workshop. We're going to bring it to you live. we got a list of 15 speakers that are going to go through the process of everything it takes to get your mind right, get the deal right, learn the terms Understand the markets, learn how to find the deals, learn how to underwrite the deals, learn how to put your team together everything from property managers to brokers to insurance companies. Beyond that, what's the proper way to raise funds for a deal and how to close a deal and what to do after you take over a deal? So it's going to be a huge event. It's going to be awesome for you to join us. Got a great space. It's going to be here in New Jersey, in Springfield, New Jersey. Of course, it's going to be a one day event, but we got everything packed in from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Right now, if you put in the code WORKSHOP, you're going to get a special discount. And again, that code is WORKSHOP, but you need to go to multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com. Again, www.multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com and go fast because we've sold a ton of tickets for this. I actually was able to get a bigger room, so but that's filling up quickly as well. So again, www.multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com, put in the code uh, WORKSHOP. There we go. Got that down. And look forward to seeing you so we can all take massive action together. Alpha Funding Solutions. Your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000-plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options on your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash JNP. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash JNP to connect or submit a deal today. Again, and Welcome to another edition of the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. Thanks for checking back with us. Thanks for coming on. And of course, if you like what you hear, go to iTunes, give us a ratings and review. You don't have to give us a five star. You give us whatever you feel because we want feedback. We want guidance. We want to know what you like, what you don't like, how we can make this better. But you're in good hands today. We know that for sure because we have Dan Hanford on the show. Hey, Dan, how you doing?
0: Hey, it's nice to be with you and uh, looking forward to the episode and sharing with your audience.
1: Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. And Dan is a managing partner with PassiveInvesting.com. He and his wife, Danae, along with their four children, three girls and a boy reside in Columbia, South Carolina. Dan has extensive successful background in starting multiple seven-figure businesses from scratch, including a large group of non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine clinics located in South Carolina. And he's also founder of Multifamily Investor Nation, where he educates a nationwide group of 9,000 plus members of Multifamily investors on how to properly invest in multifamily assets. So Dan, thanks, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. We've connected a lot before and you've really put together just in, in a short order, it's so much action going on to multifamily, but from all the success you're having in other backgrounds, where was the point that you said, I need to find something that is different from what I'm doing and multifamily was it?
0: Yeah, so I mean I had uh, had built up a couple of different businesses and uh, as you had mentioned there in the in the introduction there and so I had I'd got to the point where I was, you know, tired of writing these quarterly checks to the government, you know, these large six-figure checks and was was to the point where I was trying to figure out a way to reduce my taxable liability and really multifamily was the way to do that. It was because of my my main, you know, kind of motive was not necessarily cash flow or You know, trying to double my money in five years or whatever from these types of properties, but really trying to uh, take advantage of the taxes. And because if you if you look at you know some of the projections that come out on some of these assets, if you bake into it the 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 tax saving side of things after doing certain things like cost segregation on your assets, it really has a game changer from an IRR perspective and a return perspective. Um, for, for investors that uh, do have these large, you know, tax, taxable liabilities. So for me, in the very beginning, it was, you know, what can I do to reduce my taxable liability? I knew just going small and and doing some of that, even just like a single family home and things like that was not going to allow me to achieve and to be able to get to the level that I wanted to be.
1: So doing this, you know, a lot of people in your position would, would look to take a passive investment as as a first choice. You're busy in your life, you, you have a, a growing family, uh, but you went the opposite way and you decided to be active. Where, where was that transition pivot point that you want to be on the active side of the spectrum?
0: Well, it's, it's funny because I was sitting there at a conference and heard somebody talking about, uh, it was, just, uh, they were talking about how to become the general in your business. And, you know, I was sitting there thinking, well, I am the general, you know, I'm, I'm running the day to day operations, I'm doing everything and yada, yada. Uh, but I run, I, what I really quickly realized is that I was the one that was tied to the business and I couldn't really step away. And so I decided that I wanted to promote my COO at the time to the CEO position, so I could step out and do and, and do the multifamily side of things, to allow me to be able to have that flexibility in time. Because I had been toying with the the, the the real estate investing for a couple of years, but never had the time because I was so busy growing the practices and growing the business and you know getting it to the point where it was. Well, I had at that time grew it to a point where I was pretty much, you know, not doing very much at all. I was doing a few piddly things and going into the office and putting out fires, but nothing that anybody else couldn't already do. And so I started to delegate a lot of those tasks that I was doing as the CEO. And, you know, now I'm, I'm still the president and I still own those clinics hundred uh, percent. But I, I haven't really been in any of the clinics in the last uh, year and a half, in the last year and a half. Um, and so I have a good team behind me. I have about 50 employees in that entity in that organization. And I still look at financial reports every Monday morning. I call them, I find up my, my Monday morning reports. And then, uh, once a month I have a, a corporate directory meeting for about two hours and uh, just to make sure that my vision is continuing throughout the organization.
1: How do you find that doing that, building up the team and really just pulling yourself out of that business has related to you going in there and doing the same concept with multifamily? So earlier on in my
0: entrepreneurial journey
1: of starting these different
0: businesses, you know, in the very beginning, I'd never really found that I could scale. And it was because I I have a flaw in my mentality that I think I can do everything better than everybody else. Yeah. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up in that mindset. And although it may be true, you might think it's true. And so to me, even to this day, I still feel like that's true. Like I can do everything better than everybody else. but. Sure there's no way for me to be able to scale the way that I want to scale if I continue with that mindset. And so what I learned earlier on is once I started to delegate certain tasks that I didn't necessarily have to do that somebody else could do. And even if they could only do it to 80 to 85% of the level that I could do it, it allowed me to be able to focus on a different area. And so obviously when I transitioned into the multifamily space, right out of the gate, I'm starting to delegate things. You know, I'm starting to hire people that can, and, and that was the other thing too, is, is when you start to hire people for your business, a lot of times in the beginning, you don't have a lot of capital. Um, obviously with the, I had some capital to kind of get this started, but you know, I learned earlier on too, that you, you, when you hire people, you want to hire people and pay them well, you know, find good people and pay them well so that they stick with you. Uh, because if you uh, earlier on, I would just try to try to try to find the cheapest person, and I just wasn't getting the the, the getting the quality work that I was wanting out of them. And I think we all kind of like suffer with that sometimes when it's certain things, and we kind of get into the McDonald's mentality of you know they they basically have the systems that run everything and they just need people that don't have a lot of skills to be able to run it, which is why they make a lower like they make a lower wage. but when you try to come into these these higher uh, it's higher, you know, in, intellectual positions that you really need to have to be able to allow you to be able to sc- scale and grow, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to pay up for that. And I've learned that, you know, it's okay to pay, pay, pay up on that stuff so that you can continue to focus on growing and scaling. And that's, that's, you know, one of the keys that we've done is, is, you know, built out a team and, uh, and have a team behind us that's actually supporting us.
1: Sure. And so talk to us about your multifamily business, the focus and the philosophy of it.
0: Yeah, so you know, the biggest thing is with the multifamily space is you know, our goal over the next five years is to get to a billion dollars in assets under management and we're, we're on our way to do that you know? and so you know, we're, we've, all, we've recently you know, re- reset our criteria so right now we're only looking for 1990 to 2005 vintage plus or, plus or minus five years and minimum 200 units, minimum 20 million in acquisition so you know, it's one of those things that as we continue to grow and scale we have to constantly check our numbers and reset them and our criteria And it's becoming harder and harder to find these deals, you know, because obviously the market's tightening up. Um, But we we have to stick to our criteria and we have to stick to, you know, what we know is going to be able to provide the best returns for our investors. What caused the reset in the criteria? the scaling. So, you know, in the beginning, you know, we were, our criteria was minimum 100 units, minimum 10 million. And mainly from a, from an experiential standpoint of, you know, lenders and brokers, you know, not necessarily wanting us to, 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 you know, believe that you could take down those types of assets. And so, you know, we recently, now that we've been able to build our investor database and grow it up and also be able to create some additional relationships and and connections, we're, Able to continue to scale, and you know, right now we're working on a deal that's a little over fifty million dollars, and we'll be raising a little over fifteen million for it. It'll be our largest deal to deal to date. And, uh, and so we're, we're, we're working very, um, fast and, uh, we're working very heavy on this, but, you know, it's, I think the biggest thing at the end of the day is, is, you know, making sure that when you create those relationships that you, you cultivate those and you, and you handle those relationships very well. Because, you know, in the very beginning, you know, we had, we have investors that have invested with us and, you know, we treat our investors like we want to be treated. And mm-hmm. so those investors like that. And they also like the fact that we do monthly distributions and you know, monthly updates. We're very transparent on everything that we do and, uh, and that we invest alongside of our investors in every single one of our projects. And so we have investors that invest with us in multiple projects and we even have some that have invested in
1: every single deal we've done and they want to continue to do that. That is a great point right there. So talking about investors, how do you create that track record? How do you get that investor that wants to continue to work with you that sets you aside from from fishing around for other opportunities
0: with other operators? Making them feel like a person and not just a number. And so we go a lot of different, we, we, we go a couple of extra steps and a couple of extra lengths to make sure that we can, can treat them like family almost instead of just like a number. So, for example, you know, I'm, 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 I'm traveling over the next you know, couple of months in, in lots of different cities. And so I send out an email newsletter to our investors and, you know, in those email newsletters, I will put in there the cities that I'm visiting. Because wherever I'm visiting, we have investors. And so I want to make sure I'm, I'm scheduling lunches and coffees and dinners and things like that with them so they can have that extra face time. And they feel like we're actually a person. And, you know, right now I have an investor that's, you know, pregnant with twins and, uh, and she's getting ready to have to have, have, give birth to those twins. So the moment that she has birth with those twins, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call her. And so it just, it's really just taking those extra steps to make sure that, you know, you, you, um, you treat them as a person and, and we use software to keep track of all that. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here remembering in my head, all this stuff. I mean, right now, I guess I am, but, um, but, uh, the software that we use is really helpful to be able to keep track of and put tasks in place. And, you know, someone's getting ready to have a baby or getting married or, you know, whatever, and be able to, put tasks in place that you follow up with them and just touch base with them on those various things. And one of the things I also do is, is in my phone, I, I have all my investors that'll call me and I'll, I'll send them my contact card um, via text message. so They can easily add me to their phone. But then I also, when I'm putting them in my phone, I'll actually tag them in the location that they're at. So if they're in, you know, say uh, a Dallas, Texas, I'll put in where it says company name, instead of putting a company name there, I'll put, investor, and then Dallas. So that when I travel to Dallas, I type in my phone and search for Dallas. And then all the investors in Dallas show up on my phone. I can start making phone calls and saying, hey, I'm going to be in the area. Are you going to be in town? Let's meet up.
1: So that's been great. And so talking on that level here, you've also had a very strong influence in growing out your platform. Talk to us about the importance of branding and why you made a very good push and a large emphasis on really just growing out the platform, you know, passinginvesting.com, the conference that you're doing.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, you know, the passiveinvesting.com dot com was a brand that uh, we kind of merged when I had my other partner, Danny Randazzo, join us, and so we created this passiveinvesting.com dot com brand to be able to help you know build out our investor, our passive investor base, and we're doing that from you know creating these relationships and networking, but also through my group, the educational kind of arm that we have, which I call more of a value based educational arm where we don't charge for our education. You know, we're not you know we're not uh, we obviously put on a, a, the the Multifamily Investor Nation Summit, but You know, we don't do coaching or mentoring or anything like that. I just don't have the time for it, nor do I need the money for it. And so we just choose not to do that piece of it. But we also provide to provide as much value and content as possible through that platform, which has allowed us to be able to attract a lot of people into our networks and to be able to attract a lot more people into going to the the, the website and filling out the investor form and jumping on a call with us and, and saying, you know, hey, we'd like to be able to invest with you. And, you know, one thing that I didn't even think about happening with that multifamily investor nation group, which has really done well for us is, you know, I get a lot of investors that, you know when they start to check your track record and your credibility and your 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 you know what people think about you and your reputation in the market you know i have had a lot of investors say you know i've been talking about you with other people and all they can say is good things about you and i think the main reason why is because we're there to provide value as much as we can to other people and you know, we were just, we're just there to, you know, you know provide a, re, be a resource for people to learn about it. And there's a lot of people that go to the multifamily investor nation group and they'll, they'll, they'll want to learn more about how to do this themselves. And they realize it's not a cakewalk. You know, it's a lot mm-hmm. of, it actually is a lot of work to put these things together. And, uh, and because it is a lot of work, they opt to just invest passively with us in
1: our deals. Absolutely. Great point. So we're going to move on to the uh, snap question section. We actually just started this recently. we got a great response from us. So you're going to be thrown into the fire. One of the first ones in there, I'm sure you're going to kill it. So what was the best piece of advice you've ever been given? If you can't measure it, you can't manage it. What's a talent you wish you possess?
0: Oh, a talent, man. Uh, <laughs> a talent that I wished I, could, I possessed. Oh, I, I would say the talent of being able to, I know this might sound crazy, but the talent of being able to have the ability to fire somebody when I need to fire them. because <laughs> There's so many yeah. times where the emotional side of things gets caught up in you, and there's some people that you can yeah. just go in there and just fire somebody and be done, but I hate that piece of it, and I usually uh, defer that over to my team whenever that has to happen. So yeah.
1: Great. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. What's, what's a lesson you've learned that has been a learning step that you'll never make again? Hmm. It's specific to multifamily or just in business or let's say business. I think business overall can, it can ride, ride throughout. So I
0: would say it goes back to the, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And although, you know, so when we started to grow our clinics from uh, one clinic to five clinics, we were, we set it out to do that in 24 months. We ended up doing it in 18 months, which was really exciting. But one of the things that we, we learned early on is, is that Uh, When we started to open up our other clinics and started to scale, we started to take our eye off the ball a little bit. And we learned very early on on in that process that we couldn't do that because our our main clinic, when we started to open up the second clinic, started to drop in revenue. And so it was because we took our eye off of that. We, We basically just said, that's running great. Let's go over here and start this one. And it actually took us an entire year to open up the third clinic. And so it was because of all the learning steps and the learning processes in place between opening from one, going from one clinic to the second clinic and putting those, uh, making sure all the processes work the same. But then once we opened up that third clinic, in the next six months, we opened up three clinics, right? Yeah. Um, And so I would say that for earlier on was just making sure that when you're measuring things and you're managing them, you know, you need to look at them more often rather than, you know, you know like for example, in that first clinic, we looked at the numbers once a, once a quarter, right? Because it wasn't mm-hmm. that big a deal where we it was one clinic. We kind of were looking at the numbers because we could see the patient flow. But then as we started to grow to the second clinic, we started looking at the numbers monthly. And then we started opening open up the third, fourth, and fifth clinic. And now we look at the numbers every single week. To Got make it. Sure if we need to pivot or change, we can pivot now instead of waiting to the end of the quarter and then it's too late.
1: Yeah. Great points. Great points. Yeah. You're so busy. What's a focused productivity hack that you use to keep yourself in the game? I
0: enjoy, uh, and and I might be a productivity hack. I'm not sure what it is, but, uh, when, when my wife, I'm married and have a wife and four kids. And Mm. so the house gets a little crazy and a little busy, but once everybody goes to bed and settles down and things like that, I actually like to sit back and relax. And my me time a lot of times is sitting back in the hot tub, just kicking back, listening to podcasts, listening to books and really kind of learning and, uh, and having that, that process. So I don't, you will probably never have anybody else give you that kind of a feedback, Jason, but <laughs> I'll tell you, if you, take some time and sit back and just relax and, and have that yeah. time. You can you can definitely learn a lot. And that's, that's, that's oddly enough, where I get a lot of my ideas,
1: you know? Yeah. That's a good point. That's why a lot of people talk about walking and being, getting outside doing things because the thoughts come. So I love it. Yeah. Uh, last question before we just uh, let you go here, what's your real estate superpower?
0: I would say networking. So I'm a very good uh, networker, but I'm the type of person that uh, most people wouldn't think of this, but I'm a kind of an introverted networker, meaning that I don't necessarily like to just go up to people and introduce myself. Hmm. So I've created what is called reverse networking, where me being able to build a brand of the multifamily investor nation and creating that, and a, and a brand like that, I go to events now and people come up to me and they introduce themselves to me because they've been following me for so many times. So I prefer that type of networking where people come to me instead of me having to go to them.
1: I like that. You should pet that. I've never heard that before, reverse networking. So that's great. Well, Dan, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. For people that want to learn more about you, your groups, what's the best way to connect?
0: Sure. There's a couple of different ways. So if you want to join us on the Multifamily Investor Nation, you can just go to multifamilyinvestornation.com. Um, obviously, if you are wanting to join us in one of our future projects or things like that, or want to jump on a call with me, you can go to passiveinvesting.com, fill out the investor questionnaire there. And If you just have a, have a, have a you know, question for me or some, you want some feedback on something, you can always shoot me an email at dan, D-A-N, at, at, uh, at passiveinvesting.com.
1: Awesome. If people want some sports medicine help, how do they find the clinic's vitalitymedcenters.com. Vitality Med Centers? Yeah,
0: it's called Vitality Medical Centers. Awesome, man.
1: Good, yep. Dan. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, Jason, for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. This is Jason with the Real Estate Investing Foundation Podcast. Have a great day. Alpha Funding Solutions, your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000 plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options in your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash JNP. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash JNP to connect or submit a deal today. Alpha Funding Solutions, your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000 plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options in your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash JNP. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash JNP to connect or submit a deal today.